0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence
0: starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board,
1: please. Permission to come boy. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the latest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. It's PGP number 108. Of course, if you're listening to 109 or 110 and then going back to listen to this, it's not the freshest, so I apologize there. But as always, you can get us on iTunes. Simply search Permission granted. You'll see us there. Subscribe for free. Also available on the normal DA show iTunes feed and onto the website daoncbs.com. Mraz joins me now, and I'm getting ready for this weekend, going to Oxford. And my first trip to Olness, first trip to the Grove. Every year I I take one college football road trip. And I take these very seriously. Only elite venues. Yes, you're not going to Central Michigan. Bucket list places only. And the Grove is in that conversation, especially now that Ole Miss got good over the last couple of years. So this weekend, Bama at Ole Miss. I was frustrated that Ole Miss lost that, that lead to Florida State on the, the final or the first Monday night of the year. That was the Labor Day weekend special. Because if they didn't, Game day probably is going to be there. probably would be one versus three or one versus four because at that time FSU was number four.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it's still got to have the monster, monster feel. I mean, because if you look at the Alabama schedule, this could be the game where Alabama gets picked off here. Well, and it's then, also
1: the Verne game. It's all it's also. So the I'm very Ver- excited about the Vern game. Have to be excited
0: about the Verne game. I mean, here's the thing before we get into the game, though. Oxford, Mississippi, I I'm guessing not a direct flight out of New York's JFK or LaGuardia. No.
1: Where is I got to hear the travel situation first to get to this game from New York City. Shockingly, not that difficult. Okay. I'm taking a flight Friday morning, so I will not be on the air Friday night. Taking a flight Friday morning. I think I leave Newark at 1030, land in Memphis at around 1230 Central Time. The home of FedEx? You gain an hour. Okay. And then you drive an hour and a half from Memphis to Oxford. See, I'm bad with geography. It actually surprises me that it's
0: that close to Memphis. I knew before this you were flying into Memphis, but I thought maybe you would have to take like a puddle jump or somewhere or something like that. It's just the drive.
1: Well, that part of the country is unique because you fly into southern Tennessee where Memphis is, and then you're pretty close to both the Alabama and Mississippi border. So you just hop in the in the rental car there, and that's huge. There's no big... There's no really big airport in the state of Mississippi to fly into, but the fact that it's only a 90-minute drive from from Memphis is an enormous thing, and that's something that we actually tracked as well, because a bunch of my buddies are coming from New York, but some of them are coming from other places. Oh, so you need to have a central
0: airport to get to there.
1: So we kicked this around last year, because last year we didn't do a college football game. We did Nashville for a Titans game. Titan- Titans-Dolphins. Dan yes. Campbell. Where else would you rather be? The kickoff of the Dan Campbell era, which was, <laughs> and the Ken Hunt. the day after the this was the first head coaching day for Dan Campbell, and then Wizenhunt was fired right around there, too. So Malarkey took over last year, right? So I think it was Campbell-Malarkey. So he essentially went to a college football yeah, game anyway. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's what you're saying. I'll, I'll say this. The game was the worst part of the weekend. I would assume Dolphins in Nashville. Titan. The, the weekend was amazing. Nashville, that was my first time in Nashville. So much fun. I mean, every day and every night we had fun. The worst part about the weekend was the three hours we were at a football game. <laughs> I could imagine. Well, where do you think the game – I mean, obviously, it's a huge game. Where will the game
0: rank in terms of what you're going to do this weekend? I mean, got to be got to be top three. It's yeah.
1: got, I think it's going to be number one or number
0: two. The tailgate's got to be insane. But, I mean, what, what are you going to do at the party
1: afterwards if they win could be insane? Well, I think Friday night is going to be insane. And then I think the Grove beforehand is going to be insane. And then if they win, as you mentioned, Saturday night is insane. And so the game is going to f- – do something. is going to be in there somewhere. It would have to be. Unless Bama wins by 40 points, which is on the table. Could damper the whole thing. I think the other thing is there could be rain, but I don't You know really what, care. though? If you have a few drinks beforehand in the tailgate. Oh, and I think that'll happen. I, I
0: would hope it's going to happen if you're making this run, especially with college kids, because I, I've done this at NFL games too. A rainy NFL game could be a blast if enough people are drinking, because at that point you just don't care. You know what I mean? You throw yeah. in the pot to everybody singing, dancing. You make the best of it. You don't let anything ruin the mood. It could actually enhance the situation and also could neutralize the game itself to keep Alabama from running away with it.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad point. Not a bad point. Probably Mississippi's going to need a few turnovers like they had last year. So a slippery ball, there a won't, slick pig. A slick pig. And speaking of slick pigs, there won't be
0: Katy Perry there either, yeah, like she was a couple years ago. That's a loss. That's a loss. It'd yeah. be great to end up at a bar with her dancing on the on the. T-
1: well, on top. here's the thing. I have a tendency to believe that this weekend is going to end up being a bit of a hangover type four weekend. Wow. Like, like that type of. Chow showing up? I think that, yeah. Well, number one, I'm hell-bent on having a drink with Vern. Okay. hell Now. This is the 3.30 CBS game. Right. So 2.30 Central. So it's also the perfect part of the day because in the morning we will be watching FSU Louisville. And then go into the Grove. Where game day is going to be, right, at FSU I don't know. Is that where they're going?
0: I think so. I think that's where Herb Street's doing the game from this weekend.
1: And then we'll go to the Grove and then party and then go into the game. And then Ohio State-Oklahoma is that night, plus Notre Dame-Michigan State is that night. Ironically, ABC has the worst game of the night,
0: the Stanford game, in comparison, because Fox has the Ohio State-Oklahoma. And then, uh,
1: I believe, NBC obviously has the Notre Dame-Michigan State. So it's going to be a big day of football. So watching one of the other games could be as good as a 48-point drubbing by Alabama. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And so drinking with Vern is a must. I have to find him.
0: How How are you tracking him down?
1: I mean, I would assume you have some kind of CBS ties here, right? I think I know a guy who knows a guy who might know how to get a hold of Vern or at least have a Vern tracking device. He's got to be like Santa Claus with the sled. Like when you go on that website where kids are tracking Santa, yeah. you
0: need a Vern tracker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be great. If you get a picture with like a pint and it's you and Vern, Vern's tie's all undone from the game, like that would be classic. Right.
1: I think that's a that would make your year, I would assume. Also, Wright Thompson lives down there. And okay. Wright Thompson, the excellent ESPN writer, ESPN.com writer, producer of 30 for 30, et cetera, he is like – royalty in that town and i know right a little bit from our days in kansas city he was writing for the star when i was out there oh wow i didn't realize he came from kansas city yeah that was one of his jobs along the way so we know each other a little bit haven't seen him in a long time but i got in contact with him so he says all right we'll take care of you so i got to see if he pays up on that but if i get right involved to help me out I have a few people that have been to Oxford before that are like, you got to do this, you got to eat here, you got to drink there. If I can find Vern, and then you have an epic game between Alabama, Ole Miss, hopefully, and then all these other great games around. And I don't leave Oxford until like 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon because I wanted to make sure. At least gets a little NFL action in, right? So, you know, there's a lot of potential here. Plus, I need to eat Memphis barbecue. See, the Memphis barbecue is key. And if you really
0: want this to be hangover Four, I think there's another moment you're not mentioning here that has to happen. Yeah. I think at some point, maybe it's 2 a.m. local time, Ole Miss is upset Alabama, Vern's still out drinking, and somehow along the way, an hour and a half from Memphis comes Shep,
1: and you run into (laughs) Shep at a bar. And I think that is where the hangover moment happens. Right? I mean, imagine. You Vern and Shep? Imagine I ran into Shep who's... He might be murdered already, he could be or somehow he knows Vern now. yeah. hey, Mr. Lundquist, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> have been for a long time. My name is Dave Shepard. <laughs> I used to be producer on Scaphael Show, and I just want to say I'm so honored to meet you and And now Shep is working in the Memphis Central School District. Another place where else would you rather be <laughs> <laughs> So on top of all of this, I'm going to be well. Okay, so two things. Number one, I can't wait to see where the Grove ranks in terms of my, of my college football experiences thus far. Right. And the last one you went to was A and M, two years ago. Um, the last one I went to, no, was Bama. Oh, it was Bama we the year Tuscaloosa. before it was A and M? Yeah. Okay. So the list is LSU, A and M, Bama, Nebraska, uh, Notre Dame. Gainesville. Uh I've done Iowa, which actually is so underrated. It's really, really fun. Um uh, Miami, back when it was at the Orange Bowl, which is the carrier dome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um well I was at the carrier dome when it was fun when McNabb was there. Um so that's kind of in the conversation. Oh, Arkansas. Rutgers, hey. Yeah, Rutgers. <laughs> Put that in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put BC in that. Uh, if I had to guess, because I, I know you talk highly of these, LSU probably the best. LSU was number one. Has to be. LSU was one. I think uh,
0: Bama was two. This is probably gonna rank high. This is probably sneaky. Not that sneaky good, but I think sneaky good is a word you could use. Well, you expect it to be good, but probably
1: even better than you're expecting. The slogan. Oh, I've been to USC. Slogan is at all Miss. Winner. We. But it? it's, we may lose the game, we never lose the party. So, that's that's a great slogan. That's all that really matters.
0: Now, what will be your pregame? Will it be just straight canned beers rolling in there? Like, wait, what's the pregame drink situation?
1: Uh, You know, we have a hookup with somebody in the Grove already that has the, the party, because it's all tents. It's like a, a tent town. Like tent city almost. Yeah, you and everybody sets up their city. So you their, got a guy who's already set up shop there. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. whatever they have. How did you finagle that? Friends of friends. I mean, we're going big. You really pulled a lot of strings yeah, here. This is big. really did. And where we're staying, it's five guys. We're staying at an Airbnb. Are you in the Airbnb? It's great. It's great. Uh, just off campus. So this oh, is wow. It's real old school, like the movie Old School. So, but the thing is, there's no hotels in Oxford, Mississippi. <laughs> I looked for hotels. The, you mean they don't have a tall Hilton overlooking the stadium? The only hotels were in Memphis. So we said, well, what, are we going to drive an hour and a half before and after the game? No, no thanks. No way. So I guess here in BB was
0: the only place. I mean, there was no Best Western anywhere. <laughs> Can you go look at a map where Oxford, Mississippi
1: is? <laughs> <laughs> well, where, the family co- where do the families stay when they drop their kids off at school? They've they booked this a long time. Well, wow. I don't think they stay in hotels. They just stay at Airbnbs everywhere when they when they drop the kids off at school they yeah. don't, they go back to their house I mean what if you're from like four hours away you're making that drive that's it oh oh if parents I got gotcha. you yeah parents that's it parents come drop the kids you know setting up shop or staying at night where are you staying I guess maybe Memphis I don't know you'd have to drive it was like a minimum 45 minutes to find anything that's crazy that's the middle of nowhere and what are you gonna eat we gotta get onto the food here um well I don't know I, I barbecue on Friday sometime in Memphis whether it's for lunch or whether it's for dinner. I mean, I would
0: assume that's when you land, you find your nearest barbecue joint. I yeah. mean, when we went to San Francisco, we found the best taco joint, didn't we? I mean, you got yeah. to have a similar oh, flight. Oh, I'll,
1: I'll yelp the hell out of this on the, <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, so, but I'm going to take suggestions from locals, and maybe Wright will help me out. And uh, and you've never had Memphis barbecue, right?
0: I have in the airport. Uh, that's. I mean, it's a little different. I mean, I've had yeah. Chicago deep dish in the airport. Never had regular Chicago deep dish. Yeah, I'm...
1: You know, I have to have the barbecue, and then we'll see what else falls our way. I, you know, I'm just going to go to famous spots. And that's, I like go to that. Go to the touristy spots. You
0: know what? I'm with you, because especially when I went to Buffalo, people tried talking to me out of an Anchor Bar. Oh, you got to go to these little places. Little place. You know what? Anchor Bar is Anchor Bar for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why you want to go. You might be a tourist for doing it, but screw that. How many times are you going to go to one of these cities? You might as well go to the touristy place. No,
1: that's kind of the part of it. Like, that uh, becomes the bucket list, is that uh, you check off, yeah, I got to go to the Anchor Bar. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got to go to so-and-so. I got to go to uh, Dreamland Barbecue in uh, Tuscaloosa, which was amazing. I mean, those places are usually famous for a reason. Right. It's not like they stink and became famous because they stunk. It's just because, why too many tourists go there? Well, I'm one of them, so uh, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about it. so um, So that's in play, and... With my web series Nomad, the cameras are coming. We got we got the camera crew. I almost forgot about this. I almost forget. are you wearing the GoPro on the plane? What are we doing here? I don't know. I don't know about the Go. See the GoPro's little. Well, you can't strap it on, on the
0: plane because that's just going to
1: look awkward. Yeah, I don't like putting people on the defensive because I'm videotaping everything. I want it right. to be kind of natural. So I've got this web series, Nomad, which is Damon spelled backwards, and it's me going to different places. It's a little bit like Anthony Bourdain with a sports twist.
0: Yeah, or a two-win and already catching fire, particularly in the CBS Sports Radio newsroom.
1: (laughs) I don't know know how it's playing to the rest of the nation, but it's playing well on Hudson Street. Who really cares what it's doing (laughs) on the rest of the nation as long as it's getting good reviews around here. And, uh, yeah, I just want to videotape. Uh, record and put together like in some type of uh, short edited film like my trip there. So I'm going to just try to find great places to eat, great places to drink, uh, record as much of the Grove and the game as possible and slap it together. And Now, uh,
0: will you put together an extra long episode of Nomad for this trip since it's like encompassing a whole weekend instead of you just going to a spot for a day?
1: Well, that's a good question. Let me ask you. My first two videos were nine minutes and eight and a half minutes. I thought you nailed the time on both. Those are comfortable times to watch. Right. I think if you you do it eight, nine, or ten minutes, you can jam a lot in and it moves. I'm very worried about doing anything more than ten minutes because I just don't think people have the time span. I I think people look at something that's 12 minutes and go, I don't have time for that. But if it's eight, they're like, okay, I'll watch it. You know, I tend to agree with you
0: except – you're traveling here. This is a this is a situation where you're not just focusing on one barbecue spot. I'm sure you're going to focus on the tailgate and all this other stuff. Where I think 12 to even 14 minutes could be doable in this unique circumstance. Now that that doesn't mean maybe going I split it. Maybe do a two part series. Maybe yeah, I split it. You know what? Maybe I maybe would. do Memphis for one if you're doing whatever barbecue spot, and then you do the Grove for another
1: episode. It's not a bad point. Maybe I do this. Um Kind of like I did on the first episode where I did a full episode of the game experience and eating a little bit, but then I did a, a short, like a video short of just the food. Right. Maybe I'll do an eight or nine minute video on the whole experience as a whole and like wherever I eat, a snippet here, a snippet there, but then a longer one, like a, a, a part two on really going in on the food. I think that's the play. I really do think that's the play because that keeps people's
0: attention spans also If they watch in the third week of whatever, if you put this out, like, let's say the fourth week, it's like a two-parter. It's almost like a tease, like a regular television show would have you leave, you know, hanging and and longing for the next episode.
1: Let me tell you, Marize, you've actually had a positive effect on me and this web series. How is that? Remember when I cooked the turkey in the spring? Yes. And I did a whole video about cooking the turkey. Of course. It was very funny. And you dropping things. And you said, I really liked it. The only thing was there was no payoff when you ate it. You just kind of like, there, there were you didn't really describe how it tasted, and I wanted to hear how it tasted and you eating it and getting like real slovenly in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to have the payoff on. If you're showing us how you're cooking the thing, we'll
1: give us the ending. So I have that in my mind now. So now everywhere that I eat, I remember you saying that and being like, okay, describe how this eats. Get close-up shots of me eating it. There's a satisfaction that I agree with that viewers want. I want it when I see somebody order food on YouTube. and You want to eat it with them, if yeah. you will. Like uh, Diners, Drives, and Dives that I watch a lot or Bourdain Show or whatever. Right. They There's a reaction to them eating it so that you kind of have a visceral reaction as well. That's the payoff to watching all this. So that's been a good tip from you.
0: You know what's funny? Because I've watched both of these, and I, I guess because I expect that and want that – that maybe this is a bad job of I me. Mean, I didn't notice you giving it because it came. You know what I mean? And now that you say it, like, yes, you did give the payoff that you weren't that pleased with the Nathan's hot dog in the second episode. Yeah. Sorry if nobody's seen it yet to, uh, spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler on it. Spoiler alert on Nomad. Uh, but, yeah, that's the way it should be. It absolutely should be because much like you when you mock people on Instagram taking pictures of the food and saying, well, who cares about the pictures of the food? If you're going to commit and do the cooking and the describe and look what this looks like and everything like this or order food— You got to give the payoff to, you know, and we don't got to sit there and stare at your face for five minutes eating it. You can give us, you know, you taking a bite and making that, you know, heavenly face or whatever. But you do want a little description because otherwise, why do I care what you're ordering the food? I want to hear how you feel about the food after you've had
1: it. Yeah, I think that's very insightful. I think that's a good tip. And there's a reason that videos of people eating things on YouTube or shows like Man vs. Food or Diners, Drivers, and Dots or whatever— hits, And it's because there is a real interest from human beings to watch other human beings eating something. There's a satisfaction there.
0: Here's the thing. This may not be what appears on the outside, but on the inside, every human is fat. Hmm. And again, I don't like using the fat word, but I, I don't think this is necessarily using it in a negative context okay. because I think everybody <laughs> internally wishes they could eat anything they want without gaining a pound Hmm. or eat, you know, the best things in the world. But in the back of their mind, they know they simply can't try everything in the world or or can't go to eat that at certain times because their weight may not agree with them or whatever like that. Or they can't travel to those places. Or they can't travel to those places, right. So there's always that intrigue because everybody's got the inner fat in them where they want to be you in that moment eating that or be Adam Richmond in that moment eating that. And, you know, they may not be able to physically taste it, but they can feel how it tastes if you give them that ending.
1: I think there's a part of that where you're right. People are eating by extension through other people eating it, and it, it's kind of like a guilt-free way. How to,
0: slobby is America that this is mindset?
1: Well, I think this is a lot of cultures. It's a guilt-free way of, of seeing or experiencing these really gross things uh, or really d- delicious things. Right. Um, and then the second part is everybody has tasted something in their life where they're like, oh, my God. And to see somebody doing that gives you some pleasure as well. I mean, everybody can relate to that. So it works. I mean, that whole thing works.
0: It gets me hungry, I'll tell you that much. My stomach's growling right now, and I had dinner about 45 minutes before we, we started this.
1: The way, the way that we have learned to advertise food is so effective. I mean, there's stuff that I see that I would never eat, and when I see it in commercials or I see it on the Internet – I'm like, oh, that looks great. <laughs> I think,
0: oddly, when we started the show four years ago, we've
1: done a good way of doing yeah. that.
0: I mean, we had people eating ice cream tubs the other night, uh, whenever that was, when I was preaching, everybody needs to have ice cream, the Joe. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of fatties that love living <laughs> through the food with us.
1: So, uh, Nomad 3 comes out uh, next Tuesday or, or- this coming Tuesday, um, and you got Side B coming out uh, right now. Yeah, we're going uh, back to Joe D. We haven't
0: heard from Joe D. A while on Side B. He got catfished, so we're going to hear about that. <laughs> uh, we
1: know people love about Joe D's Hoochie Mama stories. We got one for the ages coming up here next. That's uh, fantastic. Side B of the PGP right now.
0: All right, welcome into side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. I'm the executive producer of the DA Show. Sean Mirage, joined by associate producer of the DA Show and host of Tundra Talk. Uh, I guess some kind of Packers podcast, Uh, writer for Lombardi Avenue. And boy, the credentials just keep building for Jolton, Joe D'Aluizio. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well. Life's great, Shawnee. How are you? I'm sure it is. Nobody's living a higher life than Wisconsin's own Joe D'Aluizio from the comfort of his home in Yonkers. Really soaking in a, a lot of what Wisconsin has to benefit him. Well, first of all, I'm not from Yonkers. Second of all, I'm not from Wisconsin. So that's oh for 2. 0 for 2. But, yeah, I mean, I'm doing a little side work here. Uh Somewhat covering the Packers, not really covering the Packers. Giving some thoughts, uh, analysis for uh, Lombardi Avenue. We just launched our podcast, Tundra Talk. You can check it out at Lombardi Avenue uh, here we go with the plugs. Anyway, it's it's been great. It's uh it's exciting and it's uh I've it, it's made me uh look deeper into the team as as you know. Well, it makes you a little more uh, peripheral. Peripheral. Uh, sure. I guess. Your peripheral vision of the of the team. I look at things a little differently now. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, to take you a little behind the scenes of the DA show, which is something we like to do here on the Permission Granted podcast, I noticed when I woke up on Monday morning after a big football weekend that DA had made an appearance on our affiliate 107.5 The Fan. And uh, I believe Joel was the one that included me on a tweet that he was there and, you know, every time—we ended up playing a clip of it on Soundcheck, and they had some fun, and they, and they mentioned you as well. I have to ask you, though, is there a little internal, you know, kind of feud between you and DA that that should have been your spot done in Green Bay since you're Mr. Packer? Uh, no, no. Ah. There's, there's no internal fu- uh, fuel. There's no animosity between DA and I. Um, DA's the pro. I'm the amateur. I hope one day He's I am taking could- cuts in your territory now, You know now what? Though. That's fine because DA, Interesting. DA, like I said, is established. He has had a successful career. He continues to grow in the industry. And let's face it, nobody would know who either of us are right now without him. Exactly. Pretty much. So, without DA, I don't exist. And...
1: Well, DA I mean, you, you ex-
0: ex- exists perfectly fine without me. You see what I'm saying here? So, so hat tip. Now, if you had your preference, Joe, as you see what I'm trying to do here, I'm trying to stoke the flames. If you had your preference next time Green Bay came a-calling and they were looking for a Packer guy out of our studios, would you prefer they turn to you and not DA? You're trying to start problems here. Well, I guess that, that, that's an answer that says it of all. Of course ad- I would want to be on. Of course. <laughs> but DA's the pro. <laughs> Leave it to the pros. One day I'll be there. Don't worry. But you're you're the writer of Lombardi Eve. Clearly, that's not good enough right now. Interesting. But it's a start. It's all about building the resume, Shawnee. You build the resume to hope to get someplace bigger later in life. Don't use my lines on me. Well, maybe you need a little motivation. That'll get us both out of here soon. Who wants to be out of here? I want to be here. Well, you don't want to be hosting your own show? Yeah, I want to be hosting my own show here. Well, then I guess just stay here. Keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Well... We'll see what happens, huh? One day at a time, I guess. Now, a couple things we wanted to go over here is on top of the taking you behind the scenes, we wanted to give you a little real life, um, I would say, scenario situation. And you have presented a couple of, to me in preparation of this Permission Granted Podcast that I think that we need to be discussed because I think some of our, our listeners could probably could relate to this. So uh, instead of like Dr. Phil, we're going to play a little Dr. Joe here. Joe... Well, let first start You know what I think we'll start One story involves a hoochie mama Yes a hoochie one, mama One story involves a friend So I, if I had to guess the way the listeners listen to this podcast I'm going to assume they want to hear hoochie mama first Absolutely Now I believe if I have the outliners of the story correct You in many ways got catfished recently uh, Somewhat catfished I, I wouldn't say like I, I went to go meet this person And uh, it wasn't that person Okay so explain what happened here so basically, I like to uh, use the these dating apps, you know, the Tinder, the Bumble, all those uh, fine- The bumping cr- butzel? That's not created yet, but you may have an idea. They're constantly coming up with new ones. Okay. Anyway, I decided to go uh, meet up with this hoochie mama, and uh, based on her profile, you know, her profile tells you her age, where she's from, what she's doing, and has a few pictures of her. Okay. And I'm not gonna lie. the pictures looked great. I was like, you know what? Wow, I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Now the pictures look great are these headshots or we got a little uh, let's be honest with the with the Goodyear balloons out? Uh, a couple of them had the Goodyear balloons out. okay and that caught my eye right away. Of course, you're a of man. course I'm a man. it happens. That caught my eye, but there were a ton of headshots and she had a pretty face. so pretty face and as we say, you know, Picking up all the sights and sounds of Sunday Night Baseball with a Goodyear blimps. Exactly. So. Did I call them Goodyear balloons before? Balloons, yeah, balloons. But they're Goodyear blimps. You understand. Hey, balloons, blimps. They're both good. (laughs) Anyway. So I met her on Bumble. And how Bumble works is once you match, the female has to send out a message to the male first. So you don't, as the male, look like a creep. Exactly. Okay. So the chick looks like the creep here. So she decided to message me, and we were talking all weekend. you know, things were going well. Again, I was pleasantly surprised. Usually, these things end relatively quickly. So I work here at the network on the weekends, and she was happened to be home one weekend. So she said, "Hey, when you get well, at- home, she goes away to school.": Yes, she's a grad student away out of New York. Oh out of New York. She's so doing a lot more with her life than either of us are doing. Well, I guess. I mean, she's, I have a job. She doesn't. She's at grad school. That means nothing. You know how many people go to grad school and don't get a job? I don't know that, but I'm glad you're enlightening me. But carry on. Anyway, I go to meet her. I tell her, you know, I get out of here at midnight Eastern on Saturday, so I tell her, hey, the earliest I could get to you is probably 1 a.m., no traffic, blah, blah, blah. No problem. Come over, come over, come over. So, you know, I'm excited. Uh, And, and by the way, you're not inviting somebody over at 1 a.m. for tea and crumpets. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm ready ready to, you know. Have tea and crumpets. Not have tea and crumpets. (laughs) Okay. So I'm excited. I said, you know what? This Saturday night's going to be a good one. Okay. By the way, I'm going to stop you right here with this story and tell you this is exactly why we lead with a Hoochie Mama story. Because right where we're about to get to, as listeners are probably so aggravated that I'm speaking over this, is the climax. You're getting over there. It's 1 a.m. No tea and crumpets. What happens? <sighs> well, first of all, I get lost trying to find their house. So I, I call her, and now we ne- we didn't speak on the phone. So I call her and I'm like, hey, like it says I'm here, but you know I'm not. Can you come out real quick? And she comes out, but oh well. First, let me say on the phone, it sounded like she had a lisp. So I was nothing like, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe she just had some hot soup. She definitely didn't have hot soup. Okay. Anyway, she had a lisp. That kind of like I was now like, eh, great. One. That's one X. Oh come on. Then she. I finally see her. And it's dark, so I'm like, I can't really get a good look. Well, I parked the car. Okay. I look at her, and boy, she didn't look like she did on that picture, on those pictures. Okay, now, okay, before we There was just so much wrong. Okay, I have two questions before you continue the story. Yes. Okay. Number one. Okay. Did you drive away, or did you continue with the quote-unquote date? Before you answer anything else. I just need to know that. At that point, I felt like I was committed, and I, I had no out. Okay, I so was you weren't a house. jerk. I, you know, I, so you weren't a jerk. Give you that. B, are we talking about a heavyset woman that portrayed herself to be thin, or just a lot uglier, and the picture was, was basically wrong? She was a chubbo. Okay, well, you don't like chubbos? Not w- chubby chaser? I, I'm, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm uh, in shape. Here we go. I look pretty good. I also like my women to look pretty good. So you don't want to waste your time at the gym for women that are huskier and spending time on the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger menu at Wendy's? I'd rather not. Okay, so that's what she was huskier, but the face was the same face from the picture. No, not really. Did she Uh, use a fake picture? She, you know, I thought about it when I left, and I only stayed for an hour because, and luckily it was like 2 a.m. Eastern, and I had an excuse to get the hell out of there that I was exhausted from work, so... Uh, so you only stayed for an hour. I only stayed for an hour. We essentially watched Ted 2. Great movie, but you didn't get the full movie in if you only stayed an hour. Yeah, didn't get the full movie in, obviously. And uh, I, I just had to get out of there as soon as possible. So but, you, but going back to the picture, sorry. That This is exactly why these dating apps and social media <laughs> is so deceiving. <laughs> you, you throw up a few filters and you look like the most gorgeous girl on this planet, and then I see you in person, and ugh. I mean, you can't filter out fat, Joe. You can't filter out fat, but Maraz, I wish I, I wish I could show you. I mean, I could show you. I wish I could show the listeners a, a picture, and the difference. I mean, it was unbelievable. So <laughs> I was so disappointed. The whole. Th- did she know that you were disappointed? A hundred percent. She definitely knew. Did you hook up at all? Nothing. So you just literally sat there for an hour awkwardly watching a movie. And tried to make conversation. I couldn't. You know what? she was trying to, you know, unzip Jimmy Dean or no? She, I mean, she had the balloons out. The balloons were, were out. Like bear? Not bear. But, you know, she was flaunting them. She knew that she, that's what she, she had. She was putting out the spread offense. Exactly. So she wanted me to make that move, and I just couldn't. She needed you to two to the quarterback. Exactly. I just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. You aborted, was this the first ever aborted mission? First ever in my life. <laughs> wow, so she must have been. You know what? I, I got to get on to you a little bit, Joe. So what? She had a few extra pounds. You know, no. You know, no. girls like this need their loving too. Maybe you would have connected. I, I agree with you, girl. Everybody needs you love. You can't in. be, I mean, you're short. It's not like you're tall. I mean, what are you, Brad Pitt? No, I'm not. And she was shorter than me. She kind of looked like an Loompa. Ah, so Snooky looked like an Oopaloompa. She ended up becoming attractive. Yeah, well, she lost a lot of weight, and now she's hot. This girl? No. So how do you know this girl wouldn't eventually lose a lot of weight? Maybe you, by being such a gym rat, could have hung out with her, got her to lose weight. You could have changed her life, but instead you left her out to dry to eat Ted 2 and Fig Newtons. That's just too much work, and I wasn't willing to put in that work. That's terrible. And I'll tell you—no, you know what? Give me credit, because I could have been a— Give you credit! You left her! You know what? I could have— She got all dolled up for you. She did, I guess. But— I could have been a real sleaze ball, did what I had to do and leave. Instead, I respected her somewhat. Oh, please. She and wanted said- you to be the sleaze ball. She wouldn't be on that freaking website if she didn't want you to be a sleaze ball. It's an app, not it's a not website. It's not plenty a fish. It's bumblebee or whatever. Basically, they want you to be a sleaze ball. They're looking for sleaze balls. You are a sleaze ball. <laughs> well, I decided not to be a you sleaze You didn't give her ball. what she wanted. I didn't. You and- think did she wanted an hour of conversation in a bad cartoon movie? No. Well, she wanted Jimmy Dean. The moral of this story is You know, honestly, be careful with who you talk to, because it may not be who (laughs) the hell you think you're talking to. Now, are are you legitimate? Do you, you know, proclaim you're a little taller than you are on these websites? No, I'm legit. I think I put, like, I'm 5'5". Wow. I mean, I'm short. Okay. And that's like, you know, you could tell in the pictures, hopefully. But again, you know what? I got fooled because I just, I was just the headshot. The headshot fooled me. You know, you add a couple filters, it, it clears the pimples. Uh, it makes you look a lot better than you actually do. So, All right. Well, interesting. I'm going to go aborted tease here, Joe, because something just dawned on me that we did not discuss pre-production. No problem. That I think we need to pitch out to listeners. Now, we can go back to the story that I teased next week on the podcast that we want to give us a little more material for That's next perfect. week. That's perfect. But something happened here at CBS Sports Radio yesterday, Monday. We're taping this on Tuesday, okay? Okay. That I think we need to poll our listeners. And listeners, we we'll are be looking for a little reaction at Twitter, at CBS. You can follow Joe D at Joe D C B S. So yesterday, we got a company-wide email sent to us, okay? And now everybody works in these companies, I'm sure, gets these weird company-wide emails. Now, as part of a conglomerate of radio stations around here, oftentimes uh, there are in-studio guests that come in many times by us or WFA and the sports station. But music acts come through, and usually it's not a big deal. We have a theater here that was built about a year ago where they hold, like, live shows right by our cafeteria. It's right next to our cafeteria. In fact, they've our cafeteria to build the theater. So, a lot of times when these music acts come through, there are salespeople that come out, or I mean, even us from time to time, and we'll get you know get a glimpse. Sometimes try to grab a picture with some of these music acts. I mean, Train has been here. I mean, nobody that really blows DJ Khaled. Okay, DJ Khaled. By the way, they sent an email basically begging people to show up in the theater. Hey, let's fill out the shocking right. Fill out the theater here for DJ Khaled, which shows that they didn't get enough people to come in for Khaled because we wanted to look good on the Snapchat and all this stuff. Okay. But yesterday we got what I think is the most insulting email sent to us. You know where I'm going with this, Joe? I am, and I'm going to tell you why I'm even more insulting. Okay. So you let us know if you think this is insulting. We'll give you the payoff. We got an email asking us for two hours yesterday from, I believe it was from noon to two o'clock. might have even been longer. To not go in our cafeteria that is there for us to heat up food where our vending machines are. By the way, we're talking about lunchtime hours here. Let that be noted. People got to eat. People got to eat, okay? Not allowed in the cafeteria. Please, if you have to walk through a hallway, don't even go near the hallway over there. Let's be professional and walk through uh, a whole, another hallway. So basically closed off that whole thing to limits without telling us who they were having in studio. Like It was like this big private thing in the theater. Uh, and basically shunned us and didn't even have the courtesy to tell us who the person was. The Stones. The Stones. Okay? So basically they're telling everybody, screw you in lunchtime who works here. You're not allowed to go over there because we don't trust a few people to be, you know, flocking to whoever the celebrity is. And we're not going to tell you the celebrity is, which by the way backfires on you because you're only going to have is more people being intrigued and going, what are you going to do, throw me out of the building if I go over there? Meanwhile, whenever there's some type of athlete here, big star that we have in studio, we got the salespeople that we never see all day long flock into the studios rather than take pictures. And it's fine. And I understand. if You know what? Have security over there saying, hey, sorry, no pictures. But don't tell people they can't go near the cafeteria or anything. That's wrong. Okay? I didn't like being treated like that. But anyway, I did a little digging around, Joe. Okay. Finds out. I found out. The person who was here that they were trying to keep all of us basically schlubs that they feel on this side of the building away from was Lady Gaga. Wow. Okay. So now I ask you guys on Twitter, and I ask you, Joe. You remember Mraz, CBS, Joe D, CBS. Was the company right in telling basically the entire staff of all the stations like us who had nothing to do with the event to stay clear of our cafeteria where our vending machines and microwaves are during lunchtime because Lady Gaga is there? Or should Lady Gaga have to bow down to the fact that people work here and deserve to use the cafeteria? I think she needs to bow down to the fact that this is a cafeteria, a bunch of people work here, and if we need to get there and heat up our food and eat our lunch, we should be able to. Right. Who, Who is she? Is she paying for everybody's lunch so we don't go in the cafeteria? She's got her own green room or whatever. There is a green room back there. She needs the whole cafeteria? That's what I'm saying. And I mean, by the way, Okay, so now the side note is, is the company wrong for not telling us it's Lady Gaga and leaving everybody out to intrigue and find people like me digging around if you find out who it was? I got something for you. Okay. Am I an employee here? Yes. I don't get these damn emails. How are you not on the email list? I have no idea. It's a building-wide distribution email. Me? Not on it. That's wow. what so I'm they... insulted about. So <laughs> that's a double whammy right there. So they think even less of you. So basically, they think I'm not an employee here. And even if I was, I wouldn't even have been able to go into the cafeteria to warm up my food. Not right. Now, are they also hypocritical because they want us in there for DJ Khaled, beg us basically to come in there for DJ Khaled, but Lady Gaga's around, they're going to basically not tell us who it is and and shun us. They're hypocrites. They're like the NFL. They claim they they care about player safety. Cam Newton goes and gets killed out there in the first week of the... Yes, Joe. Yes, this is exactly like it is. The NFL is so hypocritical with these concussion settlements... And whoever is running these CBS Company emails is hypocritical when it comes to musical acts coming to work. We're good for you for Khaled, but Lady Gaga, we might as well take a hike and we can't even heat up a little Pork Mound Young. You let me know the next time you get that email because I don't get those emails, and I'm going to walk my tush back there and heat up some food. That's it. So now, this will be our protest. We will protest being shunned from the theater when musical acts come, in. we will purposely heat up food we don't even want to eat during those times. You know if We what? ever get an email like that again. And those days, I'm bringing fish. It's going to stink in there. I like that. I like that. A little tartare. Boom. All right, well, there you go. That's going to do it for the British Granted Podcast. You got me fired up now. Me too. I'm ready. Remember, Is it showtime? <laughs> at CBS at Joe CBS. please let us know. Are, are we wrong here? Is the company wrong? We need to know what, what to do about the situation of us being shunned because Lady Gaga rolled into here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy week three of college football, a good slate, and enjoy week two of the NFL.